Welcome to The Habit Queen. My name is Anya Perry. I'm a coach for women entrepreneurs and high achievers. My goal is to help you thrive in the most important areas of your life, your health, wellness, and mindset, so you can finally get the healthy and fulfilled life you desire. If you're ready to build simple, rock-solid habits, get in charge of your health, unleash the power of your mindset, and reach your fullest potential, you've come to the right place. Tune in, and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need in order to become the healthiest, happiest, and limitless version of you. Thank you so much for joining, and let's begin. Do you ever wish you had more support from women like you? Do you ever feel like you want to be true to your values? You want to feel more authentic and aligned with your values, but you don't have enough confidence, so you feel insecure about certain things and you don't know how to shine? If you said yes, this episode is for you. Currently being recorded in the closet of my new home in Napa, California, where we just moved, so I don't have the echo. This is my first, guys, first episode from the closet. But Amanda Smith is the guest on the podcast today, and I'm absolutely thrilled to share this episode with you. Our paths crossed on Instagram and we hit it off and I was totally obsessed with what she's doing. She is a fearless leader. She is such an incredible community builder. And I'm going to share a little bit about Amanda with you. So if you know who she is, you get a glimpse. And of course, in this interview, we're going to cover so many things and the questions she's going to share with you and the journal prompt and her personal habits are just incredible. So Amanda Smith is a business coach and a CEO of Dallas Girl Gang, a 50,000 plus global community of engaged women connecting in career, business, and life. Amanda is an expert in connecting marketing, pitching business, and cultivating community. After a huge life shift in 2017 and a move to Dallas, Amanda was seeking a community for women that was inclusive and offered resources for career, life, and business and came up empty. So she created one herself and called it Dallas Girl Gang. Now Amanda is bringing You Can Sit With Us, trademark, to life across the country through activations with aligned brands such as Greetable, Free People, Olive and June, as well as collaborations with others in the industry and coaching women who are building new businesses. She is passionate about bringing women together into meaningful community and lifting one another up through the Girl Gang podcast, her personal brand content, and events online and in person. She is hilarious. She is fun. And I'm so excited to bring this episode to you and share all things community, all things connection, all things authentic growth that we are, as women, we're always longing for. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good, Anya. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. As I mentioned in your bio, you have so many facets of you. And so to those of you who don't know your background, your story, the story be- behind Dallas Girl. Dallas Girl Gang. Dallas it's Girl not Gang. easy to say. <laughs> no, it's I feel not like, easy to say. <laughs> Especially so, if you're trying to say it fast. So uh, tell us your story. How yeah. did it all start? How, tell us your story and how it led to this beautiful community you have and to all the incredible leaders that you cultivate and you as a leader as well. 
Absolutely. So I'm Amanda. I come from a background of education. So I was a teacher for seven years in the public education world, and it was crazy. So shout out to fellow teachers. <laughs> if you were a teacher now, or if you have been, feel you and bless you. So I taught for seven years. Um, my background is, is actually in music. So I grew up like in the church and leading worship and guitar and piano and singing and all the things. Went to school for music education, um, a small school in Arkansas, met my husband, and then we moved back here to Texas in 2016. And there just wasn't really a community for like all types of women. You know, there was like pockets for like influencers or real estate agents or, you know, fitness people. And I was like, but what, what's the place for like everybody? And so I met a few people and then we started to like wanting to hang out and I was like, well, let's just put this all together. So I started a Facebook group, nothing, you know, spectacular, but lo and behold, so many people were also wanting this and needing this. And so here we are four and a half years later and our audience has gone from local to a few hundred people to now 50,000 women across the country and really globally. Um, now that we have, you know, a podcast in our events and especially 2020 took us virtual um, so we were able to reach, you know, so many more people, but, you know, I've always had something a of a desire to just gather tons of people together in some form and impact a lot of people for the better. And I'm like, so happy that I get to say that I'm doing that, not for myself, but just to see how it's impacting other people's lives and, you know, all those good things, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, I would love to. We're going to unpack all of those things. Um, do you think, I, first of all, there's so much to unpack here. You went from musical, by the way, I also have music background. I can't relate it. It's a tough, tough job with all the creativity and the way that right now you're a business coach, you're a community builder, you're a leader, a fearless leader, and you built this community basically naturally, right? Organically, identifying this gap and knowing that, okay, people actually really, really need this. And I'm sure we all want to, I'm sure I know we want to belong somewhere and it started belonging in Dallas which is I lived in Dallas I know it's full of influencers and those luxurious little pockets and sometimes it's it really like is it, it's hard to fit in right I and I love that you have on your Instagram handle you have you can sit with us and I know that's like such a comforting statement to like I fit in I don't have to create a you know fit some square when I'm around I'm just I can fit it any fit in anywhere tell me and I know this path to this place of you know being a leader being fearless guiding people showing like shining your light and showing others what they're capable of and being supported it it wasn't a smooth path was it oh, not at all <laughs> Or like, oh my gosh, she made it look so easy. And I was like, oh, hell no, this was really hard. <laughs> Some of the challenges I would say, I mean, I don't come from a business background, you know, I'm totally self-taught. And even especially back in 2016, 2017, there were, there began to be business resources and like people and public figures to look at for like mentorship from afar, if you will, like Jenna Kutcher. Is a, is a prime example. Yeah. Um, she was really just coming up around that time. And that's really all as a, as a woman we had to look to. So I was like, well, I'll just do what she's doing. That doesn't always work for everybody. It, I think it's fantastic. And I do love Jenna Kutcher, but you know, especially if you're 
creating something local and everybody's business is different. And so I didn't start as an online business. I started as a Facebook group, but we were doing like in-person events and stuff. And so, you know, my biggest knew how to bring people together and I knew how to like, you know, host events and things like that. Cause I had a little bit of that background. Um, but as far as like social media and marketing and sales and things like that, I just had to do a lot of learning myself and it was just a lot of asking tons of people questions. And, you know, I describe it as like, it's kind of like wandering around in the dark with a blindfold on, like, you know, it's like you're, you're double blind, <laughs> but I would say the biggest thing that helped me in the beginning was like asking for help, you know, and actually going out, you know, when networking events were really, really common and they're coming back now with, you know, COVID kind of semi under control, <laughs> I guess I, my big thing was like, I don't know people, but to build a business, I knew you had to know people, you know, I need to know people in the event industry or the floral industry, the makeup world. You know, if we ever wanted to put all these events on, I need to know all those people because if people buy into and build a relationship with you and what you're doing and your passion, then you can like, those relationships are going to last for a long time. And it's not just because you benefit from it, but like, what can you do for them too? But it was not easy because I was also teaching full-time at the same time. Oh my goodness. I did not leave teaching until 2020. So it was not easy. Right. You know, so yeah. That's, that's pretty, um, that's pretty inspiring. I would say because coming, not only you had to overcome your personal hurdles in terms of learning business, and that's a whole different field from music as you and I both know, it's a totally different um, planet learning all of those skills. So you were not afraid that it's going to go global, right? In terms of just from local and learning how to meet people and asking questions, asking for help, which honestly, for this community of people who are listening to you right now, it's a hard thing to ask for help. You're talking to high achievers, (laughs) women who are driven by purpose, and they're just like unstoppable, but they will do it all. And sometimes they crumble because that's too much. And I think asking for help, that's also, I wonder how it helped you. And then we want to, I want to talk about it in terms of community and leadership skills. Mm -hmm. So we're going to tap into it a little bit. What do you, what do you feel like your core in terms of like your wheelhouse in terms of leadership and the skills that you empower women with as a business coach, as a uh, community leader, what do you stand for? Oh, I love this question. My like core values, if you will, is community. So actually having people that know you, you know them, you can lean on them. Um, you can ask questions. Number two is inclusivity. I don't care where you came from, what your job is, what your income level is. If you're a native speaker, like you were saying, you were like, you know, getting tongue tied because of saying Dallas girl gang, but like English sucks anyway. So everybody has a hard time saying it. Um, I don't care, like, you know, what you look like and, or what you, you know, do for a job or if you feel like you've never fit in before, that's why I started this, <laughs> you know, growing up, I was a kind of a shy kid, which is no one would believe that now, but I was a really shy kid and I didn't put myself out there, you know, but as I grew up, I realized like, why am I like not being myself around you know, in various situations, I would just really like, you know, shrivel up and go into my shell, especially like around my peers. And so I know what it's like to 
feel kind of alone or like on the outside. And I never want, that's why I trademarked and created our, our motto. You can sit with us is because I know what it's like to go to a table and sit by yourself or like, just like with one person and feel totally excluded. Um, so inclusivity is a huge part of what we do. And then authenticity, which sounds really cheesy and cliche, but I am who I am and that's it. <laughs> if you, whatever you see on Instagram yeah. of me or Facebook or hear me speak on our podcast or a different podcast like this, that is how I am. And sometimes it may be a little more like I'm saying a few more cuss words or, um, you know, I'm being like a little more silly, but you know, some recently this week, people are like, Oh my gosh, you're, you have so much great content. You're creating so many great reels on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't put a lot of effort into it. I'm like, Oh, this would be fun. And I want to say this. So I'm like, well, this is how I look right now. I'm not going to go like put makeup on or, you know, <laughs> take a shower. I'm just going to do it right now. And I just do what I feel like people need and want and what I've heard people need and want. And I don't really worry about like the perfectionist side of things. I've actually never really been a perfectionist. I could be stubborn, but I'm not a perfectionist at all. And I learned that early on in business, you know, you really have to swallow a lot of pride and kind of get over yourself because you got to ask for help. But those are really our core, my core values. I love them so much. And, you know, honestly, without even talking to you and just knowing you, we had an interview with you uh, for your podcast. I was on your podcast. We, I snooped around your profile, you know, I got to know you a little bit through stories and reels, but that's exactly what you stand for in my mind too. You just voiced it out, which is, you know, such a good alignment with your brand and what you exactly bring to the women who are craving more of this in their lives. And especially with uh, COVID hitting us hard with the events of 2020, all of those things, those values are just gold and I think they are what's attracting making you so magnetizing to other people and also uh, showing them they also have it in them they don't have to be perfect right they can be uh, belonging to places and they also can be leaders and that's what I also want to tap into a little bit more what because leadership is such a thing it feels like we, we're born leaders, yet not, I believe every woman has it in her, has the passion and purpose. Yeah, I, do I, be, I do believe, but sometimes, you know, we're not, not all of us are privileged, not all of us have the same conditions and all of those things, but yeah. how to unravel, I do believe every woman has that golden core that is, a, that has a leader inside of her. So how to bring those skills to the surface? What helped you and how do you help others to show up more? Yeah, I think it's like a little bit of doing a little soul searching first within yourself to see like, what are my strengths? What do people count on me for? Go to me for? Um, What am I known for in my circles of friends or family? And that's probably what you're a leader in, you know? For me, it's like, I can, and I'm not saying this because I've say it about myself, but this is what people have said about me. I can command a room of people, you know, I can get up in front of 12 people or 1200 people, whatever, and do what I need to do or share what I need to share because that's kind of my nature, you know, um, especially as, as I was a teacher, I was in charge of, you know, 30 kids at a time 
40 minutes at a time, back to back, seven hours a day, five days a week. And if you're not commanding, like everything is going to fall apart and your classroom is going to get set on fire, you know, which I has happened, not to me, but oh boy. <laughs> so, oh many, boy. so many good stories in education we should talk. But if you are feeling like you want to be a leader in some capacity, I would dig into yourself, you know, and see it's about like, where are you needed and how can you serve people? You know, um, one thing that I really coach my, my coaching clients on is how can you show up as the expert in your fields, right? What's your authority? What are you known for? If you're not showing up or talking to people or, you know, helping others or in, in that Facebook group that you're a part of and someone asks a question and you know the answer, why are you not helping them? You know, what, like what's holding you back from that? That's how you could be a leader. It's not about like, let me get a hundred thousand followers and start a podcast and march in the streets about whatever you feel is your stick, if you will. But how can you serve people the best that you can? It doesn't have to, especially when we, when you think about like, are you extroverted or aren't you introverted? That has nothing to do with it. Not everybody is like rah, rah, you know, with my type of personality and like you get on stage and you're talking and blah, blah, blah. Some people, you need to lead in these pockets, you know, behind the scenes. My dad is very good at that. He's an incredible leader, but he is not an extroverted person. He's not going to be the loudest one in the room. He's not going to be the one telling jokes. He's going to be a part of the group, but he's going to lead with quietly with firm decisions and statements. Like when, when dad has something to say, it means something and he's been thinking about it and now he's going to say it out loud. We should all listen, you know? So that's yeah. to me where I would start. That's amazing. And I wanted to almost piggyback right away on what you said in terms of showing up, showing up, identifying your gifts, right? Admitting to yourself and asking others, like, what am I good at? How can I lead with this? I wanted to also comment on classroom and music room because I had darts thrown at me by a two by a second grader yeah. at the board. <laughs> True story. I don't know how he missed me, but I don't miss those parts. You know, that's not the leader I want to be right now. No, I don't, I don't want... miss it either. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I do agree. There are, you know, Tony Robbins style that is more rah-rah and more uh, loud and forceful, example. right? Or they're what I call them. And I've, I actually belong to this category more now than before Year, years in business change your personality in a way or change how you lead. I call it quiet influencing, not influencer yeah. in the terms of influencer, just like, look at like my purse, right? Yeah. But in the quiet treading your own, you know, going in your own trench and leading people through the challenges the way you think it's sometimes, sometimes it's a blog post. Sometimes it's quiet yeah. sentence, yeah. but sticks with people. And I do yeah. believe like people like you, you might be more, you're more extra right yeah, or yeah. talking joke I can see you cracking jokes and like <laughs> engaging people a lot right so uh, yeah. one thing that comes up for me when I hear you talking about these leadership skills and how to start unraveling them is all the fears you know and you and I in the, in the past we're both shy people and I can relate to that all the BS starts bubbling up like what but wait I can't speak to people uh who am I all the imposter stuff all the how to what do you think the biggest mindset shifts or in a way habits we're in the habit queen podcast habits that you can implement to start shushing that voice that is going to come up for sure for anybody who wants to be a leader yeah 
this has come a lot come up a lot the last few months with my clients who are more introverted or the clients who have areas of like lacking confidence in xyz uh, and co- i think confidence is such a key component because it has to do with and our confidence comes from how we talk to ourselves so we're gonna get i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a therapist i'm not a doctor but we're gonna get into a little of kind of what how i approach things and really me having done some inner work myself are you being conscious of how you actually talk to yourself so one thing i was talking to the girls in my mastermind last night about is um someone put someone said i feel like i should blah blah i should that statement alone sometimes is can really destroy our confidence like i should be posting more posts like that girl or I should be on my stories more or I should be doing more on Pinterest or I should be getting on more I should we should on ourselves we should on ourselves all the time (laughs) and it is something that we have to stop for a minute and think about our thoughts I know it's really and that's super difficult to do and if you've never really like gone to therapy or any kind of what I'm talking about it's going to be a little bit of a struggle which is fine but like get a notebook out and just start writing like don't think about it just start writing like what are those things you're thinking I should be blah 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 I should be blah blah you're gonna shock yourself yeah think about you know how you speak to yourself throughout the day you know um and I'll just be a hundred percent like transparent here and we're gonna get a little real but I struggle with body image I have my entire life yeah. Even when at the skinniest I ever was, I look back at pictures of me in high school or college. And I, I was like, I remember thinking I was the fattest one in the room, Wow! but I look back, you know, it was eight, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> that's not even close to being true. Yeah. You know, something like that, where, how do you talk to yourself? Like when you walk by a mirror in your house, what's your thought? you know, and this is just an example, but, and then, you know, in business, like as we're scrolling on Instagram or going through our QuickBooks or planning content, like try to bring those subconscious thoughts to the front and actually recognize them and write them down. And then the way your brain works is you have to rewire it. So let's replace this shitty statement with a truth, you know, like I should be making more money by now. Okay. Scratch that out. I have, you know, write what you have accomplished. I did X, Y, Z in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. We all have yeah. had a really Feats. hard time. <laughs> yeah. We have you know, celebrate yourself for what you've done in the last year and a half or whatever, um, because it's hard and we have to rewrite the patterns in our brain and how we're talking to ourselves. And that is one of the biggest, biggest things that I work on with my clients who are especially feeling like they're lacking that confidence and it takes time. It's not just going to, you know, a light bulb switch and you're, you're fixed. Um, I work on it daily, you know, it's just things that we carry with us. And then especially how does that translate and carry over into your business? Yeah. And that's so beautiful. You said, because I feel like 
coming to so many bumps on the road when you start you start showing up as a leader, you will face others. You'll have to face others more. You have to become more public, no matter what you do, whether you're asking for promotion or you decide to start a side hustle or you decide to fully go into business, change your profession and things will come up. You know, I share a story, this on the podcast a lot. When I started my own business, I, my coach, my business coach, and she was not a good coach, but she did a really, really good thing for me. And now I know it from experience, right? Like I'm, I'm more sophisticated and means she made me do one thing. I would not show up on video five years ago at all. Just don't, don't even try. I felt I was dissecting myself so much and bashing myself, but she made me do one thing, go on Facebook live in a group of two, herself and myself go live for yeah. a minute, then two minutes, then three minutes. And I was doing so it for good. three months. It was so good. And it actually, I do this trick with my clients who struggle showing up on video, even though I'm not a business coach, we're just talking about more confidence through and through because yeah. when you have it, and I was just talking about it on the podcast, you don't care what others think about you. You care about your mission and your passion. This is what you do. Amanda, you, I feel like you were just, you don't care. You don't give a flip about what others yeah. going to think of your actions. You are so much, you've seen some bigger things behind it, your passion, your drive and desire to help others and inspire them. Do you have, um, I feel like this is a question I ask a lot on the podcast. Everybody has their own set of habits, mindset tricks or exercises. Do you have a favorite one? Maybe not the one, you know, like journaling, this, those are things that are becoming so common, the therapeutic. Do you have a favorite exercise, maybe a question that is a part of your mindset routine or habits that you inspire others with? And I'll say too, like to your last point, I generally don't care what people think, but we all have moments where we do. True. That's true. It's the difference of if you are letting that dictate all of your actions, you are never going to get where you want to go and you're always going to stay where you are. So Um, true. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, as, as that connects to your question, something I heard from someone, I think it was like a psychologist or something on a podcast. Something I think about often is when I feel stuck or when I feel like I know I'm avoiding something or I'm putting something off um, or I'm stressed about something. I'm like, okay, I look at what I'm currently doing and my habits and my actions and I kind of audit those. And I ask myself the question that I heard from the psychiatrist. If I continue to do what I'm doing, like I'm doing it in every aspect of my life, for the next five years, what is my life going to look like in five years? So in my health, in my marriage, in my wellness, in my mental health, in my business, in my finances, if I continue to make the good, better, ugly, if I continue to make the choices and patterns and habits that I'm doing right now today, where am I going to be in five years? Am I going to be at my five-year goal or am I going to probably have closed up shop? and given up or gone bankrupt, you know, whatever, you know, again, I said, good, bad, or ugly. That is a really good question that I can check in with myself. And I, I challenge my clients with that question too, of, you know, when they're feeling bad for themselves or down or stressed about stuff, I'm like, okay, you can choose to continue like you're going, but are you going to be where you want to be in five years? Probably not. If it's like a negative thing. That is one, one question I really like. And then another thing is kind of a little bit separate. I, you know, been to therapy several times in different seasons for a long time. I think everybody should, 
And especially if you are someone who struggles with like anxiety or depression or anything like that, plus you're a business owner, <laughs> um, or even like in a stressful career or a high performing uh, person, if you don't take time to shut your brain off and change up the tasks that you're doing throughout the day, throughout the weeks, get outside, go for a walk, do your laundry that you're putting off. You know, that's one thing I would do. Um, you know, <laughs> clean, clean your bathroom if you haven't cleaned it in a while or call that friend or call your sister or, you know, all of those things. If we don't take time to feed our brain like that we need to, and also sometimes when we're in a really stressful season and it's like so much is going on and oh my gosh, my inbox is crazy, you know, all these projects and clients, you have to like shut it off. And sometimes I'll just sit at my desk and literally do nothing. Like just stare at the screen or close my eyes or something. I love like that. Three minutes. I don't know how, and just kind of like however long I feel like I need to, I'm not going to do it. And then like, accidentally fall asleep and take a nap or something like (laughs) but if I need to take a nap because I'm tired like I'm gonna listen to my body but it is so good for your brain to just shut off yeah and then it kind of reboots and you can get back into things so kind of random things but that's yeah yeah I love the question that you're asking because I feel like that's a deep question to ask yourself let's say I can imagine journaling in the morning that's a tough question because that definitely puts things in perspective long term not only you're in that chicken with a head cut off kind of state running every morning right like oh get off the bed and start going but definitely makes you pause and reevaluate and I think that's so important I personally do the reevaluation almost every week just to see how far I'm because one degree deviation from the course is a long string course in a few days right so I think that's so important I love that you have that awareness around this do you have any fun that actually makes me a segue to the next question do you have any fun personal routines aside from taking a break like you mentioned that's really cool I love doing that as well I can so relate sometimes you want to pass out (laughs) but uh, it is it is a really good reset and transition do you have anything else that you feel like that's a must for me on a daily basis base supporting me as a leader, as a community person who constantly, you know, expedites, exp- expedites, <laughs> expends her energy. To oh, both. <laughs> oh, both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, my husband is amazing. Uh, he's my best friend and he is literally like the yin to my yang. Like if he's white, I'm black, you know, we're yeah. totally opposites. Um, and he's also hilarious. And so, you know, getting to spend time with him every day is like truly a blessing and just the highlight of my day sometimes because, you know, I'm at my computer and on clients and calls and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can get really serious and like really like focused and whatever. And then I realized four hours later, like, oh my gosh, like I'm really serious. Like, let's break this up a little bit, you know? So that, and then some of the, I mean, these are like silly things, but I love, I listen to a comedy podcast and it is hilarious. It's three brothers. It's kind of like, like tell dirty jokes or funny stories or whatever. It's so funny. And I really like need it in my life all the time. I love humor. I love to laugh. I love like fun and funny things. And I, I, it's like, it's like the little, the little things that 
I need to like be filled back up with. And then like, you know, we just moved to a new town and we're trying to like find friends in this place. And so um, we just bought a house kind of out in the country. And so like one of our big focuses right now is like, all right, we got to find like some other like adult friends, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, you have to have that. Like, um, you know, obviously we have, I have Dallas Girl Gang, right? But I don't know all 50,000 people across the country <laughs> and um, we're getting back into events and stuff like that. But I think those are really important to like be a well-rounded person. Yeah. And I love that. And actually <laughs> I'm going to ask you next question is going to be about it. Um, it's awesome that you're finding this uh, joy in moments like this, just quality connection and shout out to your awesome husband on the podcast. I love that. Do you have any, I, I do have, I know the answer. I don't always ask this question on the podcast because some people are super serious and they're like, whatever, what are you asking me? Um, do you have any quirky traits or habits that you can share with the audience? Oh my God. Probably a lot. I love The Office, the show The Office, and the show Parks and Rec, and it's yeah. kind of embarrassing, like, how much I can quote the show. Like, if, I, if you ever watch the show with me, I can, I will probably, like, be saying all the lines all the oh, time. Oh, man. I watched, <laughs> yeah, I watched both of the shows, like, <laughs> several times through. It is quite embarrassing, uh, which I don't care, but, and then... I I'm a terrible dancer. I'm, I mean, look at me, I'm super white and I, I have rhythm, but like not in my body. <laughs> and uh, it's funny cause my sister was a dancer. Um, but I love to dance and be silly and just like get that physical energy out of my body. Um, I mean, if you go watch my Instagram reels, like, especially if it's a song by Dua Lipa, like I'm going to be dancing too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I can't want to, I can't wait to go back and rewatch your reels because you did yeah, such a fun job. Go back it's... a few months. Um, there's a bunch where I'm just dancing to Dua Lipa and teaching you about business. I love that. I love that. It's so cool. Amanda, I am so grateful to connect with you so randomly on the internet and learn these beautiful things and bask in your energy today. And I'm going to start wrapping us up and I want you to talk about where can people find you? How can they join the club? How can they sit with you? And what you have going on in business, how you can support women right now in their journeys. That's so good. Well, thanks for having me. You're such a joy. So DallasGirlGang.com. And here's the thing, y'all. We started in Dallas, but everyone is welcome. So if you live in Canada, you live in California, you live in Wyoming, you're welcome. Anybody is welcome. So we have our free Facebook group, um, our podcast, The Girl Gang Podcast. We're going to start having more events, at least locally. And we have our Girl Gang Insiders membership, which is um, available now on our website and on our Instagram. Um, and then you can find me, my personal brand, Amanda's in Dallas on Instagram and everywhere. And I love helping women who are either starting a business and trying to get it off the ground and you know, really turning in, into this a real business and sustainable. And then also women who have had a business for a while and maybe are stuck and trying to scale to those big, big dreams and goals and hiring and, you know, making more revenue and things like that. Um, so I, I take on coaching clients. Um, you can apply to work with me in my Instagram bio. And I love meeting new people and just chatting with people in the DMs. So my DMs are open. 
I love that so much. You're so approachable and that's why I'm so happy we got connected Yay. and just seeing your work in the world. It means so much to me and I'm sure my community as well. I can't wait to show you a Facebook group. I don't know how to share, no, sh- yeah. share and join because I'm not there yet. So yeah. uh, I'm excited. I would love to thank you again for your time. I know you're a busy gal. You're about to have a meeting and just thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you for your light, your energy and your amazing leadership skills because people like you lead the way and drag others voluntarily (laughs) (laughs) without in the best way possible, of course. I'm joking. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so, so much, Anya. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, please leave me a review or questions on the platform of your choice. Make sure to check the show notes for my social media information, as well as my website, www.anyaperry.com to connect with me. I can't wait to get to know you. Have a wonderful day.